This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Jeremy Wolf. Hello, hello, and welcome everyone to episode number 90 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Wolf. And today I'd like to welcome to the stage the man, the myth, the legend. We have Will Jones of Pest Scientists right here in lovely Cooper City. Will, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Jeremy. Yeah, no, the pleasure is all ours. And thanks always to our listeners for tuning in to learn more about our great community and the businesses that serve us. So, Will, let's. I'm excited to get into this. Um, I know that you're uh, very active here in the community, you own multiple businesses. Um, I know you wanted to talk a little bit about pest scientists. So, please share with us, tell us a little bit about what you guys do at Pest Scientists. Absolutely. Uh, we're a family owned and operated pest control company uh, located in Cooper City. Uh, our office is in Cooper Square, right across from Cooper City High School. Uh, we do general pest control, started off um, with a conversation between my cousin and I. He's, he's the main technician. Uh, back in 2018, uh, he was working for one of the big box companies and wasn't moving up like he thought he should for somebody who'd been with the company for 15 plus years. Um, so moved around a couple, couple different states uh, to fix some of their branches. And all he wanted to do was have a branch of his own. Um, from that conversation, me being already an entrepreneur, kind of talked about opening up our own company. Um, and then he went to Atlanta, uh, I think in 2019, came back 2021, end of 2020, 2021. Um, and then later in 2021, we decided to, to get the ball rolling and, and open up Pest Scientists. Nice. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, you guys are located right across the street from Cooper City High School, yes? Yes, in uh, the Cooper Square uh, Plaza. Right on. And I know we, we already talked about this a little bit, but you, I know your your wife is um, right next door and uh, she owns a, a mortgage business, right? Journey Home Mortgage. Journey Home Mortgage, she owns. I'm also the owner of the Pearl Realty Group. Uh, we just opened a title company up in December, Title Direct, which is also in, in Cooper Square. Uh, we flip houses when we can. Um, so everything in, in real estate, we do. <laughs> I mean, come on, what, what else do you do? I'm surely you have a couple of other businesses that you're involved in. Uh, not there. <laughs> I, I'm running low on time. So trying to, trying to stop opening up businesses, but we do also help out, uh, in, in Cooper city with, with some of the older residents who, who may need help, um, doing things around the house, cleaning yards, tearing down structures, um, stuff like that. Shout out to Marsha uh, over the mayor's assistant. Uh, she she tries to keep us busy with with you know helping out in the community for those those who need help. Yeah, Mar Marsha is great uh, for sure. I was gonna I was gonna joke right. You 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 do know there's only 24 hours in in a day, right? Well, well, if I told you what else I did, you would ask me how much sleep do I get. So I'm also a, a basketball coach. So. I coach both of my kids' travel basketball teams, um, and it's been been really hectic over the summer, let's, let's to say the least. Travel uh, through the Cooper through the Optimist program through Cooper City. That no, travel or? we did uh, we did Optimist before, um, but they play travel basketball for uh, their school travel team. So the kids go to U School in Davie, um, and they have a travel team teamwork. 
Um, so I coach my youngest son's in fifth grade going to sixth grade, and my oldest one is going to be a sophomore. Oh, nice. I actually uh, I have a daughter that is uh, on her way into middle school doing the transition. So you you already have some experience with your with your first kid. Oh. Uh, what am I what am I to expect from sixth, elementary sixth to middle school? Sixth grade is rough. Oh, no, don't tell me that, man. Come <laughs> on. We need to have a positive outlook here. Yes. Brother. <laughs> it is rough. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. All right. Well, I have high hopes anyway. So but it gets, it gets better. It gets better. After sixth grade, it, it gets better. All right. All right. Well, good to know. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, let, let's go backwards for a second. I wanted to talk. A, I know I know you're primarily here to talk a little bit about pest scientists. Why don't you share with listeners, um, maybe touch on some common myths or misconceptions that people typically have uh, surrounding the pest, you know, the pest control industry? <laughs> the biggest one I will tell you is that people think they don't need pest control until they have a problem. <laughs> they, they see a problem. Um, and, you know, We've had pest control before we opened up a business. We've had pest control probably 10 plus years. My wife is deathly afraid of anything with more than two legs. Like she's just deathly afraid. So she's like, I'd rather pay for it and not have an issue. Um, obviously, now that we own one, we have pest control on demand whenever we need it. Um, but what I like to tell people is is a big problem in Florida is, is roaches. Okay. Um, there's different tons of different varieties of roaches however the most problematic is the german roach which we call the dirty roach um if you have one their lifespan is only about 12 months however one female roach can produce i want to say 10 10 million uh, i'm sorry 100 million roaches uh, excuse me life. yes one How, female roach what can produce 100 million roaches in one year that was a study they did at, at UF. That's crazy. That's hard to believe that. Uh, wow. Yeah. So if you see one, just imagine what you don't see. So what 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 are they? What do they look like? Right. What's the difference between a German roach in terms of appearance to a regular roach? I know we have the palmetto bugs that fly around the roaches. Like, how can we identify if we have that? Because of they're big, but they usually come from outside, inside, or they come in a box or something like that. Germans are the little tiny ones um, that are extremely, extremely hard to get rid of. You can't spray to get rid of them. You have to fog. You have to tent. Um, obviously, tenting kills everything, but typically we fog because you know you have to have a termite license to tent. Um, but it, it, again, pest control on a consistent basis is, is to me, it's a necessity. Um, I know some of these big companies can charge a lot of money and it's a, a pretty, pretty big expense every month, but the amount of damage that they can do far outseeds the cost on a monthly basis. Yeah, and, and I can speak from personal experience. I actually had another guest on the show that was um, uh, that had a pest control company. We, we talked about how, you know, when you own a home, especially when you own a home, right? You, you really want to take preventative measures to you know, curb these things from happening in the first place. And I, I had that experience in my previous house. I, I moved into a big, beautiful home, and you know, I, I didn't want to make the whatever it was the twelve hundred dollar a year investment for the you know, termite prevention treatment. I was like, oh, you know, I'll just deal with it when it comes, right? Or if it comes. And sure enough, it came, and I ended up having to tent the house for like I think it was like six, seven thousand dollars or something crazy. Um, so yeah, you know, you hear that out there, homeowners, then, protect your investment, and then uh, you're, keep the creepy crawlies away. You're out of your house for four or five days. There's mm -hmm. hotel cost involved. There's 
there's so many costs involved. A, a, a termite colony could eat a pound of wood a day. And Jeez. while most of our houses are, are CBS and concrete structure, what's made out of wood, the roof. So they can eat through the trusses and, and cause a lot more damage than whatever the preventative maintenance cost is going to be. Yeah, that, that doesn't sound like fun, having to replace your roof due to termite damage. No, no. You don't want to work trusses. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. So um, going back, I, I always ask, I guess, uh, what they like to do for fun when they're not working. But I, I think clearly your idea of fun is you know, being work. an entrepreneur, right? Working. So talk talk a little bit, if you could, about your journey, your background. Like, how did you end up here in Cooper City, owning a bunch of businesses, Um you know, being a, like we said, a serial entrepreneur. So funny enough, uh, this is all brand new to me. I went to school to be a chef. Ah. So I spent the first, I would say three quarters of my life cooking from the time I was 15 until my son was born in 20, 2008. Uh, he was born in two, June, 2008. And I probably stopped working in the kitchen around 2009 um, because my wife wanted to go back to work and she didn't want to put him in daycare. So I was like, you know what? I'm sick of the 16, 17 hours a day. Let me go spend time with my son. And that's kind of how I left that business. Um, then from there, we started doing loan modifications back when the market crashed. That was good. That was just a little side hustle because I was tired of cooking just to bring in some income. That kind of led me to another loan modification company. That owner said, hey, go get your real estate license. I have some stuff I'm working on. I'm going to need a licensed realtor. And then that kind of fizzled out. He moved away. And then I, I have this real estate license. I'm like, all right, well, what do I do with this? So did some real estate here and there. And then we started flipping houses. And then the first couple of houses we flipped, I'm paying two sides of commission. I'm like, hey, let me just go get my broker's license. So when we flip houses, I don't have to pay myself to sell an agent. I'll just pay one side. Then that kind of led me to opening up the brokerage, hired some agents, and then kind of spiraled into, oh, this is fun. And, you know, I have a little bit of ADHD, so it's, it's hard to focus on one thing, especially being in the kitchen multitasking. So it's kind of like, all right, well, I have the flipping business. I have the real estate. My wife had the mortgage company. Then we're like, what else can we do that's ancillary to these services? And met some uh, through a friend of ours, uh, somebody who had been doing title for 20 years, wasn't, you know, moving up like she thought she would. So we decided to open up a title company and kind of keep the, the flow going so we have real estate mortgage title we have pest control for our customers and, and the community and everybody else so it just it's spiraling into becoming a, a serial entrepreneur no and it, it it makes sense right all these types of businesses they're all logical extensions uh, or they are like you said they're ancillary they complement each other you know if you have a client that's looking for looking for a home right why not if you have a have the ability to provide a mortgage for them great and you can do the title work as well um yeah, on the pest control it's all uh, all together so yeah that's that's good stuff man um tell us a bit on a more serious note looking back through your journey is there something that comes to mind um some some life hardship or challenge something you struggled with along the way that um sitting here today looking back at that experience you could say that you're um, you know better off or grateful for having gone through that that struggle if you will 
So probably when I was about 22, uh, this is when I lived in Virginia. Uh, I was leaving work one night. It was in the wintertime. I was going home and hit a patch of black ice, ended up crashing my car. And how it happened was I crashed a car on the highway and the car stopped and it was in one of the lanes of traffic in the left lane of traffic. Um, so I, my phone was clipped to the dashboard. It kind of fell off when I hit the guardrail. I was looking for that and then realized, hey, uh, cars are coming in my direction and I'm in the street. Maybe I should just leave the phone, get out, wait for some help. So I got out the car, was walking down the street to wait for help and couldn't have been no more than, I don't know, maybe a minute later, uh, SUV came and actually hit my car, plowed through the car and mowed me down while I was walking down the street waiting for help. Um, so I ended up breaking my hip, shredding every ligament in my knee, um, had, I don't know, six, six, four, five, six surgeries to fix kind of everything. Um, but being in that position during recovery, I think it was like a 10 week recovery from the first surgery. Uh, I went from somebody young, played basketball six, seven days a week, you know, work 15, 16 hours a day, doing everything for myself to being bedridden and having to have everybody cater to me, brush my teeth, to wash me, to feed me, to do everything. It kind of put life in a different perspective for me. And, you know, every day I, I appreciate you know, life when I wake up, people are, how you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm great. I woke up today. A lot of people didn't wake up today. So, you know, it, it makes me grateful for the things I have, the things I do, the experiences I've had, you know, we try to extend that to the kids every night at dinner time. We sit, we do our gratefuls. So every night, everybody goes on the line from the youngest to the oldest. Hey, what are your three gratefuls for today? And just to make them more conscious of, you know, living every day to their fullest and, and doing what you want to do in life because it's not promised to you the next second. Yeah, for sure, man. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that. That's, uh, you know, it's really moving stuff. And it, it, it's interesting always to, yeah, everybody has challenging experiences through their life. and Everybody isn't sometimes gets into seemingly impossible situations. And it's really all about how you frame it in your mind and how you kind of view the experience you, know, you can right. either look at it as the end of you, the end of the world, and it was a horrible experience and take nothing good from it. Um, or you could draw on the positives. And there's always a, there's always, usually there's always a silver lining to these experiences. So it's always interesting to hear my guest's perspective on, uh, on that. So good deal, man. So why don't you share with our listeners the one thing that you'd like for them to know about pest scientists? Um we're not, I don't want to, you know, knock the, the big box guys, but you're not, you're not a customer number. You're, you're not an invoice number to us. Like we treat everybody as family. We treat everybody personal. Like you can, my cousin gives out his cell phone number, his personal cell phone number. So if a, a customer comes, they don't have to call the office. They can call him directly. He comes out um, and I don't know if he wants me to share this or not, but his he works six days a week. We do everything from Homestead all the way to Central Florida. He's the main tech. He's the guy that's that's going to be on the job. And he himself, his wife has cancer and he's dealing with that right now. So with everything that's going on in life, we're still here serving the community, pushing, 
going three hours up north to do a German roast treatment and then back down here to take his wife to chemotherapy. Um, we treat our customers as if they're their family. So it's not just, hey, we're in 10 minutes and we're out and then we're on to the next customer. Like we spend time, we, we ask you questions. Hey, what's going on? How long has the problem been? Where do you see it? These are preventative measures. We might even tell you, hey, we can't treat you because we don't have the specific license for what you need, but give you a referral to another company um, that we do business with or that we send business with to make sure that you're taken care of. We follow up with you. Hey, did that company take care of you? Um, we're very, very customer service driven and you know our results will speak for themselves. Sometimes we get rid of bugs so, so good that customers like, no, we don't need you anymore. We don't have any more problems. Um, but we're still following up and, and, and still being a part of, of their journey in home ownership or wherever they are in life and making sure they stay pest free. How can listeners learn more? Why don't you share your, your website, your contact information, let us know how we could reach you. Absolutely. So uh, website is www.pestscientist.com. Uh, you can call us the office lines 954-526-5500. Uh, we're also on Instagram, uh, Instagram.com backslash pest scientists. Um, we're not huge marketing people, so don't be offended by our lack of social posts on Instagram, but we are there. Um, so, yeah. All right. Right on. Well, we will, of course, link in the description below to all of your contact information. Well, hey, man. Thank you so much for joining us today. It was a pleasure getting to know you a little bit better and learning about what you do in our great community. So thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, and the pleasure is all on this side of the screen, if you will. Um, and thanks, thanks always to our listeners for tuning in. And we'll look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Good Neighbor Podcast. Everyone have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast, Cooper City. To nominate your favorite local business, to be featured on the show, go to gnpcoopercity.com. That's gnpcoopercity.com or call 954-231-3170.